Hello, friends, and welcome to To The Point, the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut to the bullshit and get to the point. What's up, To The Point listeners? Cristiano here, your host of To The Point Home Services Podcast. I also have my dear friend in that cute little hat he's wearing today, Mr. Tall Paul Redman, my co-host. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, Chris. Always good to see you. Looks good that you're in the office today alone, right? And um, don't appreciate you making fun of my hat, but you find a way to, uh, to do that every once in a while. Look, I'm going to let you introduce our guest, but this one's different. This one's special. And um, I'm, I'm just so excited for the stuff we're going to cover today and share with the listeners. So um, I'll toss it back to you, my man, and uh, let's get rolling. So did you just say you're going to let me introduce? I'm going to guest? let you because I, I, feel like, I feel like I own this relationship because I've worn our guest's clothing before, okay? I have worn his clothing and uh, wow. I won't share the details of that story. We can talk offline about that, but um, it was a unique oh, situation. No. Oh no, we're going to get into it. I mean, you can't say I wore my guest's clothing and then we're going to just bypass it. No, that's not how it works. So, <laughs> so although today's podcast is uh, slightly different for us, it's actually something that I personally have um, focused on quite a bit in my entire life. And really the, the big takeaway from this, from this podcast for all of our listeners is, is mindset. And mindset is really um, everything. In everything that you do, you have to have the right mindset. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like when you're at home with your kids right now and they're yelling and going crazy in the background, you can't just flip out. Like the situation is what it is. You got to get yourself mentally checked to know like, what are you going to do? everybody else or most the majority of everybody else you're talking to is having similar issues, you know, or like for a lot of our, since a lot of our listeners are, are um, home services contractors, you go to the home, you got to have your mask. You got to have gloves. You have to take all these protective measures or they just might not let you in. Like you have got to have those. It's not just a thing. Like you got to do it and you got to make it a habit and you got to create that routine. And so our guest today is somebody who's done a really good job with that. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, what's really weird about this coronavirus time, actually not weird, what's awesome about it is that it's actually brought a lot of people together that maybe inherently wouldn't do things together. And this is one of those scenarios. Um, for those listeners that have, uh, this is the first time listening to the podcast, I'm also the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions, which is a digital marketing company only for the home services industry since 2008. So this is all I've done is do internet marketing for home services since 2008. Well, my friend and our guest on the podcast has done similar thing. I don't remember how long he's had his company for, but he's a digital marketing company also for the trades, and he's based out of Denver. So let me do a quick introduction on my man, Steven. So Steven Christopher is our guest on, on the show today. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Dude, you know everybody's sitting here after Paul said that. They're like, I hope it's a woman. <laughs> clothes, but no, sorry to disappoint. He wore man's clothes. <laughs> so he did. And, and, and I witnessed it. Um, and actually, um, pictures. we have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, he borrowed Steven's swim trunks to do a polar plunge at like midnight in New Jersey in like December. And it was freezing ass cold outside. And we got in this pool together to over to, to get a mental check. Like it was a mindset thing, right? You had to get in that freezing cold water. You got to control your breathing. You got to control your mindset. It was, it was something that we got to do together. And it was tough. I actually, I think we even got video of it. So uh, when we went to this particular organization and, and went through this with other, with some home services companies and some of our customers, we didn't know we were getting into a, a freezing cold pool and doing a polar plunge. So neither one myself nor Paul had a pair of swim trunks. So I borrowed a uh, I borrowed a pair from a, from somebody I just met, and Paul borrowed Stevens. We <laughs> <he> just met. <laughs> well, well, now that I think about it, I remember Steven saying, "Hey, look, 
you know, I've been here for many years. I've done this. You can go ahead and take mine. But looking back on it, like that was a brilliant play on your part, Stephen, because then you had a real legitimate reason to allow me to experience the opportunity and you got to sit out in the, yeah. uh, in the warm, the warm office. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if I would call it warm. I was still handing out towels, running it, but don't forget too. Cause you guys didn't just do the polar plunge. He walked through fire before that. That's right. We did. Yeah. I mean, we did. That was awesome. Walked on coals. But that being said, even I had already committed mentally. Cause like I live for moments like that of like, to be able to step up and put it out there. I would have went, in my birthday suit, if that's what it, if that's what it took, I don't care. I would have done it. Yeah. So I want to get right into it. That actually was a pretty decent segue into mindset because, like, when you um, when we went to when Paul and I and we, well, when I took my executive team to Georgia to go and um, it was almost like sleepaway camp slash conference slash um, wellness retreat. Uh, wellness retreat, yeah. And we all went to North Georgia. This guy named Jesse Itzler. Um, oh, have, Stephen, have you ever read uh, or heard of David Goggins? Oh, yeah. So David Goggins, if you guys don't know him, look him up. Guy's like an ultra marathoner, like a like run around the world, even across the top of the water. Um, crazy stuff. Well, this guy named Jesse Itzler um, owns part of the Hawks, um, sold um, uh, marquee jets to Berkshire Hathaway, like super successful business guy. Married to Sarah Blakely that owns Spanx for uh, any of our female <laughs> listeners or guys that are listening. Um, super successful business guy, but very, very much on top of his um, like mindset game and on top of his wellness game, like his health and wellness. So we went as an executive team and had to run for four straight hours. I thought it was, hey, here's an obstacle you can do. I've done a Spartan race. I've done a Tough Mudder. I've done things like this. Paul rides his bike in his Peloton or whatever the hell he does, like lots of miles. I think he's even ridden, he's even ridden my wife's Peloton. Uh, wait, that's weird. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, but it's, we, we, he, he's athlete. I'm not, I have not ran any, I don't run anywhere. Like I do pushups every day. I do a hundred pushups every, every day. Which and is I a habit we're going to talk about. It is. We should talk about that habit. We do a hundred push-ups every day, non-negotiable. Together, but I went. We do, and so it's just like when we did this retreat thing. The whole point was to get our minds right and to get prepped for 2020. Now we didn't know we were prepping for the COVID 19, but like we were trying to get ourselves mentally ready to just get after it in 2020. And so had nothing to do with actual the business of Rhino. And everything to do with how we lead and how we think and how we encourage our teams based on having the right mindset. So Stephen has done a good job of this. And I know you've done like multiple of these webinars before for your customers too. And, um, and, and it's interesting because in this time, Stephen and myself, um, Wit is he, he's the owner of a company called Wit Digital. And you guys aren't technically in Denver. You're in a suburb of Denver, right, Stephen? Yeah. yeah, just outside of Denver. So um, we we have the same um, we have the same values, and so when we have the same values, and our northern star is to serve our customers at the highest level, we believe in like the rising tide raises all ships approach. Um, but we our values match, so we created a friendship out of it, and it's something that um, I value. And so I think that his uh, his mindset um, philosophy and his mindset tactics can be very valuable to you. So even though this particular podcast has nothing to technically do with how you function within your day-to-day roles from a, as a technician, as a business owner, like tactically, it does mentally. And it starts there, in my opinion. So Stephen, um, man, I know that, uh, that if now more than ever, mindset is of the utmost importance and you cannot be defeated. You have to be the exact opposite. So um, why is having like the, the positive mindset, like right out of the gate, why is having a positive mindset in your opinion, half glass half full, why is that so important right out of the gate? Dude, it's the, it's the only important thing. And I, I think you just said that exactly. It's, it's, it's really like the most important thing that you can ever make a decision on, right? Because we have choice in every moment, right? Now we might not have choice about how our governments roll out 
you know, quarantine and sit at home and what's an essential business. We don't have choice about this whole COVID-19 thing. Um, but we do always have choice about what we choose to think about, what we choose to focus on, the emotions that we choose to feel, the actions that we choose to take. And those are the things that are going to get us through absolutely any situation and come out better on the outside or better on the other side than we went in. And like you said, man, now more than ever, you got to have, you got to choose because it is a choice. And I want to reiterate that over and over. It is a choice to have a positive focused mindset right now. There is nothing that can ever take that away from you. So everybody's dealing with the same shit right now, right? Like everybody's right. dealing with the same thing. Um, and so it kind of levels the playing field and people that, that choose to have a good mindset are the ones that are going to come. They're going to, they're the ones that are going to find the opportunities. They're the ones that are going to grow. They're the ones that are going to retain the most staff, get the newest business, grow their brand in the market, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Right. And it's kind of cool that we're doing this together. I mean, first, thank you for having me on. I mean, it is a little bit weird, probably like our competitors sit here. They're like, wait, what are these guys up to? And we truly just, it, the, the competition side on the marketing side just doesn't matter, right? Like the more people that we can help and the more, uh, the more of this message we can spread, man, everybody wins. Like we want everybody to win on the other side of this thing, much more from like a human race side, but yeah. dude, you've got to have a good choice. You, you've got to make the choice for mindset, right? Like got to choose it. What do you think about people that are just like that say, and I've heard this plenty um, and I disagree with it. And I know you're going to as well, but what do you think when people are like, Hey, regardless of my mindset, the shit that's going to happen is going to happen. Like I don't have anything to do with it. Whether I'm thinking positive or negative X was going to happen. What, like I, when I hear that it frustrates me because I frustrates me, not like I'm mad at them. It's like, I'm frustrated for them because that is not, the right way to go into this. I also say this too, like if you, my, like my wife is a worrier and, and in, a, in a good way, she worries about things, but I'm, I'm of the mindset of like, if you worry about 90% of the shit that actually never happens, like, so why are we spending all this time worrying about all these things that, that don't end up happening? Like I would rather take the risk of the 10% of things that, that did happen that I didn't worry about and dealing with it, but it's just how I'm programmed to work. But these people that that are just accustomed, and maybe they don't know any better way of just thinking like, it is what it is, regardless of what I think. Like, what is your opinion on, on that? Or at least how do you think somebody, we can get them out of thinking that way? Yeah, I mean, worry for the most part is a wasted emotion, right? And I'm pretty sure I heard it right. You called your wife a warrior, not a warrier. So just- <laughs> well, she's, a, she's, she's a worry she, warrior. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, like, how to get people out of it is just helping people understand that they have a choice, a choice in every moment. Like we control, okay, so let's think about this, right? A lot of times we get this little voice in our head and that little voice in our head starts to tell us, okay, you know, let's use home service. You own a home service business. And the voice in your head starts to say, oh my gosh, the government's shutting down the ability to do X, Y, and Z. Now I'm gonna have to lay off these three technicians that I just got that are really, really good at what they do. Now I'm not going to be, be able to pay this person. Now I'm not going to be able to pay this person. And before you know it, they're like in their mind, they're living under a bridge in a, in a cardboard box. Well, what is that voice in your head that, that says that? That voice isn't actually you. You have control over that voice. For example, right now, tell that voice in your head to say, think about a pink elephant. Okay, well, one, the voice just said, think about a pink elephant. And what happened? You thought about a pink elephant. So that voice in your head, like I refer to it as the monkey mind or the ego. And I'm assuming we can cuss on this show because I already did and you did. So, I mean, the ego is a dick. The ego yeah. is a complete dick and we don't have to listen to it. So we, we actually have control over that little voice. You can make it say whatever the hell you want. You can make it say, I'm Donald Duck. You can make it say, I'm Mickey Mouse. And so I think the, one of the first things is just helping people realize that that voice that's going down this freaking rabbit hole is not actually them. They can choose something different in that moment and they can redirect it. Um, and that kind of like, that, that makes you take a step back and not just go down this path of all of the shits unraveling. And before you know it, like I said, you're living under a, under a bridge in a cardboard box. Yeah. Sure. And, and I'm going to land.
somewhere in the middle here. So Chris described his wife as the worry warrior. I like that, by the way. And then he's like the eternal optimist. And I believe in having a, a very, very positive mindset. And that's why Chris and I align so well. But I also believe in being really, really practical, right? And so uh, an exercise I did once, because I have, look, you, there, there are things, legitimate things outside of your control that you need to be conscious of. And I went through an exercise once. It's actually when I left my company, uh, my former company to come over to Chris uh, and work with Rhino um, called fear setting, right? Mm -hmm. And you allow yourself, have you heard of this process oh, yeah. before? Isn't yeah, that, so, uh, is that from Tim Ferriss? It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's super helpful. We'll add this to the blog and the show notes, but it's allowing yourself to have a safe space of 10 minutes or so where you write down all the worst case scenario things that could happen, right? I'm going to quit my job here and go work for Chris and I'm going to get fired from Chris and I'm going to have to completely deplete my 401k and move in with my uh, in-laws with all my kids and go on welfare, right? That's the worst case scenario and live under a bridge. And then you go through line item and you or line item by line item and you write, what are things I can do to hedge against that, right? And you write those things down and you realize that, oh my gosh, most of my fears are within my control to not happen, right? And so I, I think that's a, a good process for those that are like, hey, it's not so easy to always see the world through a glass half full because you have to write a check at some point. You have to, there are things you have to do that are not just rosy, right? So that, that process has been good for me, but I'll, I'll toss it back over to you, Chris. Yeah, I, I just like, uh, here's the best thing I can, I can relate this thing to. And, and because I'm such a believer in, in mindset, um, I pass it on to my kids. And, and getting them to think about it is, I mean, even at 13, 12 and 13 years old and nine years old is a different approach. Like it's a little different approach of getting them to buy in on it. Um, but I've started using it early on. And I thought, you know, since we talked about this on, um, on before the show, before we, before we started the show, I think it, it makes sense to bring it up and talk about it. Cause if you had to think, okay, well, how do I, you know, what, do, how do I do this? Like, how can I start this? Um, it starts when I think you posted something one time, Steven, that like, I remember reading it and being like, shit, man, I lost as soon as I woke up because I hit the fucking snooze button. And I don't know if that, I'm pretty sure you posted that and said like, or, or I don't know, I saw it somewhere, but I was like, damn, man, I lost right out of the gate by hitting the snooze button instead of just getting my ass up. I, I, I never hit a snooze button again. I've never hit a snooze button again <laughs> since that. And I just get up because I thought, damn, I started the day at a, with, a, with taking an L and I'm not doing that anymore. And it's like, I, I start my day and I'm a guy that, you know, if anybody knows me, listen to the show long enough or as a part of Rhino, you know that I'm, I'm a big guy on faith and I pray, man. I pray for myself. I pray for my family. I pray for my employees and my customers and my partners. I've added my president and our nation to that over the last you know month, but that's what I do. And I go through a process of doing those things and I get asked, you know, I'm thankful. You know, I think it's good to get in the mindset of being thankful for what you do have. Um, and then I go through my day on what I know I have to do. Um, I need to be a leader. I need to, to try and to get, I need to, like we talk, Paul and I talk about, you keep chipping away. Like you have no zero days. I got to get better. So what am I going to do to get better? I start thinking through those things. What am I going to do to help motivate my leadership team? What am I going to do for my customers? Like I'm constantly trying to think through these things. Now it doesn't, not exactly what always happens, but it's certainly the path I'm trying to set myself down for that day. But I'm able to sit before anybody, I've done a thing before I've even picked up my phone and think through my day. So back in like my high school days, when I was, I was a wrestler, I played soccer and I ended up playing in college. I mean, this is where this started from. So, and we were just talking about this is before my match, my matches, I would wrestle. I would literally think through once I could get a visual of my opponent and I could see his face, like clearly, like you talk about the pink elephant, you can easily visualize a pink elephant. Um, I could see my opponent, then I could, it made my mindset more real because I could visualize him and me wrestling against him, which made it feel more real for me. So I wrestle in my mind, I wrestled an entire match and beat them before I ever actually wrestled them. Now I didn't win every match. So like, that wasn't the point. The point is, is that I won a lot. I was really good, but my mind was right. And in my mind, I'd already won. You know, and it's so that's how my I was like feeling those things, and but it came from my from my mindset. Now you start your day a little bit differently, Stephen. How you start yours off? Yeah, I mean it's 
some of the pieces are different, but it's literally the exact same thing, right? And and I think that's an important part to for people to hear, right? Because some people, like I'm going to talk about meditation. Well, some people might hear meditation and be like, oh my gosh, no way I can't even start it. I don't even know. Some people may hear prayer and, and be turned off or turned on by that. So I think one of the important things to pay attention to here is that it's, these are all very similar things. So just pick whatever works for you. It doesn't really matter exactly what it is. Just create kind of a morning routine um, and create an intention. So I start my day with meditation and movement. So I do, um, you know, somewhere between five and like sometimes like 45 minutes of meditation where really what my goal is there is just quiet the mind so that that ego voice and that monkey mind doesn't own or control what I choose to do. And it, if you start your day with a quiet mind like that, now that voice is a lot quieter. And so when you get up and you start moving around and you, and you check your email and you check your social media and you check your, you know, check in with your office managers or whatever it is, right? You have a lot more control and ability to, to stay focused on what it is that you know is important to you. So the meditation piece is huge for me. Um, and then some sort of movement, even if it's like five minutes walking up to the top of my street and walking back, I'm just, I'm moving, right? I'm breathing fresh air. I mean, I, I prefer to get in more of a workout, but just some sort of uh, movement. And then I kind of add in like other little things that are very similar to you, Chris, like uh, journaling. I think journaling, just, just letting like thoughts flow. I don't journal about anything specific. These these concepts of like meditation and journaling are not difficult and they should not be just get a piece of paper and write like whatever comes to your mind. Like that's journaling. Um, it's not like a dear diary thing. And then gratitude, which I think is very similar, like a combination of like meditation and prayer, right? It's, it's quieting the mind. And then it's, it's, uh, putting out that energy of what we're thankful for, because when we put that out, that's what we're going to get a lot more of. That's what more is going to show up in our life. So just creating that. And then the last thing I do is just set an intention for the day. Um, so like, actually, Chris, this is really interesting because I've done, I've done what you do, like playing it out in my mind. And sometimes I like that. And sometimes I don't like, sometimes it's, it's interesting. Like I'll start playing my day out and I'm halfway through the day and I'm like frustrated because in my visualization, I have too many emails and too many meetings. So like I'm losing in my visualization. So what I'll do is I'll back up and I'll just set an intention for the day and just say, Hey, my intention intention for today is that I have all the time that I need to get every important item done. And I will absolutely accomplish that. And that's it. And now my intention for the day is set. So I can kind of, I can take those obstacles and take those things on as they come. But I just, the only thing I have to remember is that intention. And then that helps me kind of separate from what's important to what is just urgent and non-important or seemingly important. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. So those are really, really good practices. And I want to go through them individually if you guys are good with it. And I'll start with meditation. So um, meditation obviously has been um, more of a conversation piece over the last couple of years, right? As the human race gets smarter and realizes that the things we need are often very free and very within our control. Um, but it's not easy for a lot of people. So I know I've, I've downloaded the Headspace app. Have you guys used Headspace? I've checked it out. Yeah. I have okay. a lot of friends, our com people at our company use it all the time. So I love it and I've gotten out of the habit of using it. But the one thing I learned from it was at one point, uh, the analogy was, you know, you're sitting on the side of a busy road and you're just sitting there and you're seeing all the cars go back and forth. And those are your thoughts and it's okay. Just see there, but don't run in the traffic. Don't run into those thoughts. But if you were to ask me right now, and I truly mean this, Paul, tomorrow you have two options, okay? 
Option one, meditate for one hour. Option two, go run a marathon, okay? I think the meditation for an hour would be harder and I'm not a triathlete. Um, it is so hard to sit down and still the mind and to disassociate with time as it relates to energy and output. So talk to me about your practice of meditation. Talk to me about any breakthroughs you, you may have had like, in that practice. Experienced, to be fully understood. Oh, that we voice is amazing. You can read about it. You can even think about it. <laughs> but none of that's amazing. That's awesome. That's a, that's um, a meditation coach you just heard, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, all right. I've... I have something that I'll say in this. So Paul, I'm going to use you as an example only because this is what, like I do this all day long and it drives half of my staff insane, but they love it afterwards. So these little things around like language are super important. Like you said, uh, it would be, I couldn't do it or it would be harder or something like that. And so there's just these little reframes and language that we use and a reframe for something like that would be, I don't currently, I have not currently practiced meditation for an hour. So it seems like it may be more challenging than running a marathon. And it's just a great opportunity because even I do it all the time. Like when I say something like that, my staff will come back and they're like, oh, you said try. What's a better reframe for that? So just paying attention to the language we use is a really good tool to keep us on track and not beat the hell out of ourselves during the day. Um, so thank you for letting me use you as an example there, of course. <laughs> and, you know, as far as meditation goes, uh, I mean, what, say your question again, one more time, I want to make sure I got, is it just kind of like, what do I do or what's the point of it or, um, either your, how you got started in your practice or what, um, what breakthroughs you've had, or just what like basic foundational things make up your meditation. Got it. So. I tried a bunch of stuff and I was really hard on myself in the beginning. Like I got to the point where I would get, I would be more frustrated when I got up because I was thinking about thoughts. And then like, I would get up 20 minutes later and then my mind would just be a disaster. Cause I would have thought of all the things that I needed to do that day. And then I didn't write them down. And then I'm like, Oh shit. I just forgot half the stuff that I needed to do. And before I knew it, I, I needed like another meditation session or like a freaking bloody Mary or something to help. <laughs> um, but I mean, meditation, the first thing about it is allow it to be easy. Like don't, don't work it up in your mind as this big complicated thing that you've got to do right. If you sit down for, I mean, two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes and use some sort of like a guided app or just sit quietly, you've already won you already meditated. So give yourself a ton of credit just for doing that work. It's just like when you start working out, right? You go to the gym. If you've never been to the gym before, you don't know what you're doing. Like you're using these machines in the wrong way and you're all worried about what other people think about you and stuff, but you won because you went to the gym and then you win the next day when you go back and then the next day and then you, sooner or later, like something clicks and you start to see actually a little muscle and you're like, Oh my God, look at that. Like I got a shoulder muscle. Like, I don't know what that is, but it's freaking badass. Like, and then you get inspired to go back even more Then you get inspired to like eat a little bit better. So meditation is the same thing. So I would encourage people just start with something. If, if you've never done it before, I think guided meditation is really great because it, it guides you through it. The whole point of meditation from my standpoint is to untangle or allow the mind to be untangled. So if, if you've ever felt like your mind is like a ball of rubber bands or a ball of yarn, like it's all tangled up, like thoughts are here, thoughts are here, they're over here. Like, you know, you were working on something really important and the next thing you know, you're like driving to get Chick-fil-A and you're like, how did that even happen? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what that like ball of yarn and thoughts and stuff is. So what meditation does for me is it it kind of like, untangles all of those threads and makes it easier to like pick one and stay on track on it and then pick another one and stay on track on it. And it just makes, it makes my mind a lot less messy of a place. That's what meditation does for me. So when you think about it from a business standpoint, it does amazing things. When you think about it from your family standpoint, you have a busy day and you can kind of untangle how you felt during the day at work so when you get home, you're not bringing this stuff into your house. So now you're going to have a better relationship at home, better, you know, parent, father, husband, wife, whatever that is. But 
Um, meditation just allows your mind to be utilized better and allows you to relax more. And again, just, just start commit to like one day and then commit to another day and then commit to another day. Yeah. I think that an easy way I've, I've, I've really tried to do it. Um, and I've done it a lot and it will be like, I'll be sitting in my, in my truck in the parking lot of Rhino. And it's probably like, I tried, tried to let all my employees know, Hey, I'm going to start trying to meditate. It just so happens that uh, when I was actually working in the office, I could get, some things done while I'm driving. Well, you can't really meditate while you're driving. So I'm like, this is stupid. I can't do it like this. Now I, I was a win because I was trying. I was like, I was setting those things up, but you can't focus like because I'm driving. So I get to the parking lot. And I think where my misconception for me was like, when people talk about meditating, you're like, that's weird shit. Like, that's weird. I'm not going to meditate. That's stupid. Or like with prayer, people might say the same thing like you were saying earlier, Stephen. And I think it's only stupid if you don't really understand its value. Um, because it's been proven over and over and over and over again that it can certainly help you in many instances and get your mind right. So I used to think of meditation like I'm not going to sit with my legs crossed and hum, you know, like, you know, like I see on TV. I'm not doing that. I'm not like Paul does broga. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he does. I don't, I don't know if he does yoga or not, but I call it a broga. I think I heard that term. And he seems like a guy that would do broga. Yeah. There's but, generally no other bros there. It's just, just me and the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, but you could meditate like the, the, I just paid that little played that clip of that meditation coach. And that's in this app called headspace. So if you're looking for just a place to start, that's an easy one because you can actually, the lowest setting on there that you can do a meditation is three minutes. Like even I can make three minutes work. And it's just the, like it starts the process. Now, guaranteed you're going to sit there when you try it and you're going to think about all kinds of shit. Like you're not going to be able to focus on anything because your brain's going to go in a million different directions. Like for, it's, it's how I work too. So it actually, if you do it enough, it starts to force you into, you start to think, oops, I'm thinking about this now. I got to bring it, bring it back. So I've been able to learn, like Stephen said, it's because you have this ball of, of rubber bands that are all entangled. You're like, you're trying to think about all the pieces of rubber band in there. You can't. There's no way you can effectively go about your day trying to focus on all those pieces, all those rubber bands. You can't do it. Not effectively. And you're going to get yourself put your body and like it puts stress on you and does all these things that you can get rid of. You can clear it out if you just learn to slow, like, listen, slowing down is hard for me to this day still. So whether it's in meditation to slow your body down or it's in the Bible telling you to be still, either way, I have problems doing it still to this day. So it's not like I've got it perfected, but every day I'm trying to be like, okay, focus, like focus and just be, be calm for a second. Like listen to, you know, like I heard a bird chirp. Okay, all I'm thinking about is a damn bird that chirped. You know, like that's it. And but what I'm doing is I'm getting my, I'm settling myself down and like slow, forcing myself to slow down and only think about the damn bird I hear that's chirping or the plane that's flying by or whatever. It's to begin the process of clearing all the shit out of my mind to get into it like with the clean slate. Like, okay, this task, this task. But that's how I start. And that's how I start my day is my brain. Like you talked about journaling is a great way to kind of get all that stuff out of your brain too. And, and even like before you go to bed, getting journaling, get those things out. I don't, I don't do those things. Um, I know others that do, and I do think it's really good. Um, something I, I should consider doing, but I can't read my own handwriting. So like it might be pointless. Um, but it's starting that routine of like meditation was this to me at one point. And it was like nothing I would ever do to today. I'm like, damn it, I forgot to meditate this morning. So I've not got it completely figured out, but at least figured I'm on my way. And an easy way to, to start that is through that meditate, that Headspace app, unless somebody else has some other, that's just the only one I know of, but everybody can meditate for three minutes and give a try. Three minutes. You can make yeah. three minutes happen. Good. Yeah, I agree completely. Good. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was just going to say, like, if you do nothing else, just sitting for 10 minutes and being conscious of what you're conscious about and understanding your relationship between the stimuli and your response, like that will take you through to another level of just of, of life in general. Um, 
we could talk about that for a lot. I want to talk about this next piece. So your next piece is movement. And I'm just going to call out here. I feel like you've been on kind of a fitness um, journey over the last maybe six or nine months or so. Am I seeing that right? Did you kind of, yeah. you kind of hit it hard and now you're like trim and strong and you've got some, some swole selfies out there. So what's going on in your life as it relates to fitness? <laughs> I, I love Chris's reaction. I don't know about swole selfies so much. Oh, come I, I think on, I've guys. seen like, some of these going. There. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> So, so what's going on and let's, let's talk to our listeners a little bit about kind of what's in their control fitness wise. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I've always been a pretty fit person, like relative, you know, I mean, I, I used to run cross country and stuff. I mean, I was always pretty fit and then college happened and that, you know, that kind of stuff happened after that. Right. And I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I got back in really good shape. And then over the last like two or three years, we, I was growing a business, right? Like most people listening to this, like, it was the 4 a.m. to 10 p.m., that type of thing. And I didn't have some of the tools that I have now around mindset and choice and things like that. I just I wasn't quite as evolved as I am now. And so I didn't realize how important it actually was. So, I mean, dude, like if you want to know like fact type stuff, I mean, I went up to like, I, I normally sit around like 180 pounds, something like that. Like that's a healthy good weight. I can go lower, go a little higher, whatever. But I mean, dude, I got up to like two, two twelve, something like that, which for me, Dang. that's, that's hefty. Right. And yeah. like none of my pants fit. And I remember the day that I had to go and buy a bigger pair of uh, dress pants. Cause like, I mean, you know, I'm like you guys, I don't know how often you put on dress pants. I would assume it's rarely unless we're forced to. <laughs> right. So I was going, I had to go to this event and none of my pants fit. And I was like, Oh man. I was like, all right, that's it. Like this is over. And so I just went on like a six month deal where I was like, all right, this is done. So, you know, I'm back down to like 180, one high one seventies right now. And it feels amazing. Right. And like through that journey, since I know where I've been physically before, when I got up there, I really struggled mentally to get back into shape. I was like, Oh dude, this is so hard. Like I've, I was there and now I'm not like, screw it. I might, this might just be it. This might be, you know, I'm going to roll into my forties as a 40 year old dude. That's just overweight for the rest of my life. Like my mindset sucked around it. And then, you know, I sat around it for a while. I, I kind of got back a little bit in shape and then kind of not. And finally just decided, I was like, I was like, screw this, man. I was like, this is not me. This is not who I am. My energy sucked. Like, it just, it just didn't feel good. So just kind of went on a, 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 a nice normal uh, routine, which basically meant like, I, so I did, I did a couple little things um, and these are super simple. So move once a day, that's it, right? I didn't set any big guidelines on like move once a day. Like I, I've even been to the gym before where I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to the gym every day this week, but I'm gonna give myself permission to, leave if I get there and I don't want to work out. And dude, I've done it. I've driven to the gym, walked in, looked around and I was like, not nope, screw this today, but I went. So I created that habit of like getting up and kind of being somewhere that movement can happen. So move every day. And then the only other things I did was uh, I would not eat after a certain time. So like, it just depends on the week. I would change it. Some, some weeks it was like five, some weeks it was six. And that made a huge thing for me. And then the only other thing I did was, you know, I don't drink a ton, but I like, I like wine. I like beer. I like margaritas. Um, the only other thing I did is when I was really dialed in and I was really looking to drop, you know, 20, 30 pounds quickly, I just wouldn't eat and drink at the same time. So if I went to happy hour with my buddies, I would, I would drink, but I wouldn't eat. And then if I, you know, went to a really nice dinner, I would eat. And then, but I wouldn't drink. So that was it. Like, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I, I think it's so important because there's a connection between the mind and the body and anyone who doesn't recognize that and the responsibility they have for both of those is going to be stuck for a very, very long time. So I've, I've been in your shoes before I've, I've gained a bunch of weight after college and then had to get back in shape. And when we think about um, our clients, our mutual clients or clients in industry, a lot of these guys are in rough shape. They're running businesses. They've got families like they're eating on the go or whatever. 
And um, I, I just, I want to encourage so many of them to just take those small steps. Like I'm a huge believer in going for a walk. Like if your baseline is zero, like go for a half mile walk. I have a twin brother who's two times my size. Okay. Over 400 pounds. And he just got, I just gave him one of my bikes and he's got another bike and he's going around the block, you know, doing a mile on a bike. And I'm in tears, man, because it's just those, like, that's a hundred percent increase over whatever 200, like those little things that are within your control, but not to talk about marketing because we're marketing agencies, but wellness and physical fitness and nutrition and all that is just like social market or just like, just like SEO, right? It's these little things that are within your control that you can do that have a great impact over a long period of time. It's like compounding effect of good choices, right? So thank you for sharing that. Chris, anything on fitness? Cause I, Chris, you've actually, no, don't shake your head. No. So <laughs> let me tell you about Chris. So we went to this camp and Chris is a former athlete, of course, IndyCar driver, bull rider, like he's done some stuff. Um, but this camp was out of his wheelhouse. Like we were working for uh, four hours straight of climbing up hills and mountains and burpees and all these sort of things. And he crushed it. And then ever since that meeting or ever since that event, he's been doing a hundred pushups a day, right? A hundred pushups a day, non-negotiable. Now we've got a small group who's doing a hundred pushups. A hundred pushups a day changes your physique over 30, 40, 60, 90 days. You look different, right? So it might not be a hundred pushups for you know, everyone listening, maybe it's five pushups, maybe it's 10 pushups, but, um, but, but also the fact that you make it non-negotiable, like that has a bigger impact than the pushups will ever have on your arms, chest and back. Like you're setting that boundary for your expectation of yourself, right? You can't let yourself down. And that's why we're texting each other at 11 going 85, 90, a (laughs) hundred. Good night, MFers. Like that's what it looks like. It's burpee test. Um, it's, it's not about the pushup itself. It's not at all about the pushup. Um, it's a nice benefit to the real goal, which is overcoming the fact that I don't want to do the pushups over and over and over. Just like if you're out running jobs and you don't have to, and you're, you have five service calls you had to go on, you're on that fourth one. You're like, damn, I don't want to run that fifth service call. Like it's late. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, but you got to run the fifth call. You got to get to the next call. I believe it all starts here. Everything starts here. And so the push-ups was, I never like two, I, I can't picture you at 212, Stephen, because you're a smaller guy. But I, like for me, that would look like uh, if I was a, uh, if I was at a hundred, the most I've ever weighed was 170 pounds. And I hit 170, I'm, I'm five, 10 and a half, five, 10 and a half. And, uh, and I hit 170 pounds. Now to most people who are like, that's not that big of a deal. I was a wrestler. Okay. And wrestlers <laughs> always are think about their weight. And I wrestled at a hundred pounds, like my senior year. So I was a little guy, but I was cutting weight to get there. So I, I still step on a scale every day. And I always have just cause it's just part of the way I've been, I've been built. But when I hit 170, I was like, what the fuck? 170 pounds. And I looked at my, at, I was carrying an inner tube around i wasn't even in the pool i was carrying an inner tube and it looked like my belly and i was like what the shit i look like the grinch right now with those little skinny legs and then the belly you were so was, pissed it was like it happened just on one day you're like what happened to me what happened to me what i do pissed so sometimes things happen to you and make your mindset change but if you can beat that beat it you know like if you can get ahead of that then hopefully there's some tactics you can take away but i got there with that like i Today, I, or yesterday, I weighed in 157.9 pounds, 157.9. That 0.9 matters to me because I hit 157. I was like, that's right. I was <laughs> on it. I was feeling it, man, because I was like, you know what? It's All I did was change the way I do shit, like, like grazing food when you're bored. Like my kids do that. I'm like, stop. Like, if, okay, if you're going to eat food while you're grazing around, especially while you're home, eat a fucking apple, like eat some grapes, like eat something that's a little bit more nutritious for you instead of Doritos. And I'm, I don't know about you guys, but my, my bad habit is not sugar. Like I don't, I, I could sweets aren't my thing. It's salt. Like I could sit and eat a bag of chips at like 11 o'clock at night and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But, but I want to, I want to, I appreciate you bringing that up, Paul. I, I do think that it wasn't about the push-ups. 
it's about the mind. And and now it's like, I didn't start at hundred. I started at 50. Like I couldn't even do 30 straight pushups in a row when I first started, you know, I can't do a hundred in a row right now. If you're doing them right, it's hard to do a hundred pushups. If you're doing them like this, it's easy to do them. If you do it right up in tight, it's hard to do a hundred pushups straight. But I, what do you think about this um, in regards to mindset? And I actually, pride myself on being very mentally strong. Uh, my wife, Anna, is extremely mentally tough, like one of the most mentally tough individuals I've ever met. It's, a, it's like it blows my mind on how mentally tough she is. Some of that comes from the way she come, like she was raised and, you know, and being independent, a lot of things, but she's brilliant at it, but not everybody has that. So you got to try and figure it out. And so I have one of my, my daughter, is a goalkeeper. She's 13. She doesn't have it like that. She has, she really has to try hard and focus to be mentally tough. Like she naturally is like, I'm like, Berkeley, you're a really good goalkeeper, like really good keeper. And she's like, eh, like, she's like, eh, I'm like, stop that. I was never built that way. I can't teach her. Like I was taught. We're not the same. So what tactics that work for me? I'm like, I, when I was in high school, I did have zero impact on her. None. Actually it pushes her away. So one thing that she learned that made me learn was to create an alter ego. So she creates this mental alter ego that when she goes, now when she goes into anything, when she goes into training, when she goes into a game, as soon as she crosses that line onto the field, she's no longer Berkeleyano. She's her alter ego. And for her sake, I'm not going to say what the name is because it would embarrass her. But like for her, it's like, that's the switch that flips. And then that alter ego can do anything. That alter ego is a badass. That alter ego is going to eat you for fucking lunch. Like the alter ego is going to destroy you and alter like is going to win. And I was like, yes, yes. Like I'm in, like I would need an alter ego. Wait, I, you know, I, I just want to create one that's even next level. But I actually learned from that, that if you don't know what to do, and, and you can create an alter ego. Not you got to tell anybody what your alter ego is or what they, you know, anything. Just create one in your mind and knows like, okay, today, today I'm Chuck Norris. <laughs> and I'm a badass even at 80 years old. Have you ever heard anything like that, Stephen, of people that are doing, using that with mindset to create an alter ego? Booyah! <laughs> so that, for our listeners, Stephen's holding up the book, the alter, was it the alter ego effect? Yeah, the alter ego effect. It's written by a buddy of mine, actually, Todd Herman. Did your um, wife just hand you that book? No, I pulled it off my bookshelf. Oh, literally. your bookshelf. Okay. I thought you <laughs> oh. had a helper. No, dude, actually, this is crazy. So have you ever read this book or did you just know the not. alter ego? All right. So for anybody listening that is interested in that, this is a great book that lays it out. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, Chris had this, he already had it on his list. But even more entertaining is I have a picture of me and my buddy Todd who wrote it sitting on my desk because there was a group of four of us that committed to something last October. So we committed to it by this October. So, I mean, you just wrapped in like so many things, right? Alter ego is huge. Um, it's such a great thing. Like so many sports players use it. He coaches, he coaches all kinds of famous athletes and uh, like Royal families and crazy stuff. Right. But anyway, alter ego is a great way to, what I've found that it does is it removes all the doubts, right? So I have, I have my Steven personality and my Steven personality has fears of, you know, uh, I don't know, what are other people going to think of me, right? So that might keep me from doing something. But when you create this alter ego, that alter ego doesn't have those, those same fears because one, you know, I, I consciously know that that fear is bullshit, but it will keep me from doing stuff. So when I have the alter ego, it's not in alignment with who that alter ego is. So it's like, dude, you just, you just do this. It feels right. You know, it's the best thing to do and you remove all that other junk. So alter ego is, is fantastic. And then you get into like the fact that there's a picture of me and him sitting right there. Now you get into like accountability partners, you guys in the pushups, um, something that we're doing with our staff right now is I'm running like three 15 to 20 minute workouts a week. And we do it in the middle of the day and my staff jumps on zoom and we go through and we do this like 15 to 20 minute body weight workout. So now we have accountability and we're more, much more likely to do it. And like for people listening that run a company, 
it's a great opportunity to build rapport with your team, you know, and it holds you accountable as the owner. Cause if you're the one that's like, Hey, you know, I want to do this. Let's get, let's get moving. You damn well better believe you're going to show up when you committed to the people that you're leading. So get some leverage on yourself to do these types of things. Right. I love, I, I love that comment. Get some leverage on yourself, right? Holding yourself accountable. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, like you, if you want to like in the marketing world, right? If you, everybody, everybody nowadays, right? I want to start a podcast and there's like 70,000 people that say it every freaking day. I'm sure you get it because you have one. And so people say, oh, I want to start a podcast. Well, if you really want to start a podcast, get some leverage on yourself, build a freaking, uh, build your, your graphic and just choose a name, post it on Facebook and say the XYZ podcast coming June 1st. Well, you just committed to it. So you're good. Do the same with fitness, do the same with your company goals, whatever it is, right? Get some leverage. Yeah. And I, and this really does go from the top down. Like, so if you own a home services company, you got to be in the right mindset to hit approach today. You might know financially you're having problems. You might know that you've had to lay some people off. You might know that, um, you know, like your board is not as full as it used to be. You might know some things, but you can't let that consume you. That's that fear side of it that you have to overcome. And fear will straight up lie to you. If you've heard that term, fear is a liar. It's so true. But it starts from the top down. And you have to lead with courage. You have to lead with that like mindset of like, if you expect them to be one way you need to be that way as well this isn't like a you know it's a what leaders eat last type of methodology but Mm -hmm. you still have to be an example of what you're asking them to do so i believe that it starts at the top down if you're a tech that doesn't mean that if you're a technician you're listening to this podcast that's like oh my you know my um boss doesn't think that way so i need to know like you can also be the one that starts that you could also be the one that makes a change like think about yourself. Okay. One thing I've done to help myself would be, I think about, I get asked to do a lot of things and I have to balance my life, my personal life and my, and my work life. And there's things that I don't want to go through the effort. Like I would love to, like I might be asked to go and do something. I would love to go and do that one thing. If it didn't mean I had to do all this shit to get there. But if I could mentally be like, okay, what do I really want? Would that one thing be what I want? Like, yes, I would really love to go to Ireland. But shit, I got to figure out how to buy tickets. I got to research prices. I got to figure out how to get my kids squared away. I got all these things like, man, that seems like it takes forever. And it might, but I've already lost. Like, it's if I think, okay, if I remove all that, just think how happy would that make me if I was in Ireland? I've been wanting to go, regardless of that, how happy would that make me be? Now, this is no shit what I did. I went to Ireland and I remember, and thankfully, I had Anna to help me out, my wife to help me out finding things. But there's so many tasks that led me to get there. It no longer mattered to me when I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, go- I'm planning to go to Ireland. Like, I'm going to Ireland. And so that's the feeling that I took on board. And I was like, nothing else matters to me. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get myself to Ireland because that's where I'm at. I'd already checked out of all the things. And it's this could be something as simple as like, shit, I know I need to get this certification done. That means I got to get this thing booked. I got to stop what I'm doing. I got to slow down. I got to go to this class, do this sort of sit there, take notes, act like I care. Like you're losing. If that's where you're at already, you got to change it up. You need the certification. You got to get it done. So just think like, okay, once I get that certification, it actually makes you more valuable. There's that should make you feel great because now whether you're there or you move on, you're now more valuable to yourself and to others that might want to hire you. But Take all the effort out of it and think about the end result and focus on the end result and let that guide you along the way. That's just something that I've tried along, along the way. Paul, you got anything else on that, man? Cause you've ridden like bikes, stupid amount of miles. And that takes a little bit of mindset too. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. My, what I, so I don't have the alter ego thing, but I really, really like that. And I'm thinking back like ways I could have applied that to situations, but mine's more of a mantra that I like to keep in my head. And this is super personal, but I'll go ahead and share it. But it's, um, I be long here. That's what I tell myself whenever I'm doing something that I think I, that, that I think is like, you ever get imposter syndrome where you think like, man, there's smarter people that are doing this or I don't belong in this. But um, I just, a couple of weeks ago, 
Chris made us turn in uh, our goals, right? This is tight little group. And he's like, what are your goals for the year? And I said that I was going to run a marathon in March. And March came around and guess who didn't train for a marathon? Me. But I went out and did one. Um, but I told myself at the starting line, and this isn't to be some, you know, like fluffy stuff. I just stood at the starting line and I looked around and I was like, I belong here. I'm an athlete. I belong here. I'm an athlete. I'm repeating that to myself. And then as I'm running the race, which I PR'd by the way, and it was awesome. Um, my breath was saying, I belong here. I belong here. But um, so that's my thing, man. I tell myself that like, if I'm trying to be a good dad. I belong here. Like I belong here. So that's my little mantra. Dude, I love that. That's a great one. I belong um, here. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that I, that comes to my mind is thinking about that is set an intention, right? It's the same thing that both of you guys are saying, you know, Chris, don't worry about the, uh, the, the how, right. Don't worry about all the little steps in between a uh, buddy of mine. He always said, I'll probably botch it. I think it's uh, when your why is strong enough or your, what is strong enough, your, how will get wings. So don't worry about that. Just know like, where do you want to go and why do you desire to be there? And I think that, that that's, this is perfect timing for this because what's your intention to come out of this whole coronavirus thing? And we, we have intentions with some of the people in the company and I have one with some of my accountability partners and it's um, by, um, by July 1st, I will be stronger, faster, better than I was when coronavirus started. And I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know if that means that, you know, the company is twice as big. I mean, hell, I don't know. Maybe the company is half the size, but none of that stuff matters. Right. But my intention, I know where I will be and I will be stronger. I will be more capable. I would, I will be, will be happier and whatever the things that happen along the way, those are going to happen. Right now I'm going to use that to guide my decisions. It's going to help me get out of bed a little earlier do that one last email, that one last project that day that maybe I would have dropped um, or not done, but it's just going to pull me through and we don't have to worry about all the little things. So, I mean, everybody listening, look, we're all, we're all in the same boat. We're all going to come out of this on the other side. Where do you want to come out? You want to come out better. You want to come out worse because I'll tell you one thing when this thing ends, I mean, especially like you guys know in our, in the industry that we market for, dude, all those, all those calls that aren't happening right now, those aren't lost. Those are just delayed. Those calls are going to come flooding in and whoever's running that race with the intention right now, dude, they're going to crush it on the other side. Yeah. Spot on, man. That's, that's, that. it's, it's a mindset game, man. Like you cannot let fear control your actions at all. Like you need to get back control of yourself. And as silly as it might seem to those who've never done it, I get it. I've been there. Just try, just try, do something to change it up a little bit and just give it a try. And you can do it without anybody even knowing. So nobody's going to make fun of you or say shit to you. It's like the first time I ever, I ever prayed the guy that told me to pray. I was like, what pray? And I was like, how do you pray? Like you just do it. I'm like, that's the stupidest advice I ever heard. You just do it. <laughs> yeah. There's no like, you know, it's, it's, you don't, don't overthink it, just do. And, and you'll start to find what works for you. And you gotta, you have to, if you, and this is way easier said than done. You gotta not care what anybody else thinks. If you believe in your heart, what you're doing is right. And you believe in, in your mind that you're doing it as best as you possibly can. Like you're giving it your all that you're focused. You can only control you and your thoughts if anything else. So if you're right with yourself, like I believe that you can become you know, unstoppable. And the unfortunate part is most people aren't. Not that I've got it figured out because I certainly don't, but I'm a hell of a lot further off than a lot of other people are. And it's because I got my mind right and my heart's in the right place. So guys, I appreciate you coming on, man. We've crushed about an hour of this thing. Um, and Steven, man, I, uh, I know that, um, was it like four something there? And I know you chunk out, like you and I are both extremely busy. So you chunking out an hour for me, man. I appreciate that, dude, especially at the end of your day. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. Dude, I, I appreciate this. This is, this is like the coolest thing to talk about, right? Because we can do anything we want in business. Like 
and it's just awesome. Like, I, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you guys because there's very few people, especially in our little world, right, that actually care so deeply about their clients and so deeply about the home service industry. And you guys are, you guys are awesome, man. You care about it. Like who else would bring a technical <laughs> competitor onto their freaking <laughs> podcast so that we could help? Like, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful for you guys. You guys are amazing. Awesome company. Like, thank you. Yeah. Likewise, brother. Same yeah, to you. Like you. I said, like I said, man, I appreciate you saying that's very kind and our, our values match, dude. So this is, a, this is easy. There's no, this isn't a competition thing. And like I said, man, a rising tide raises all ships. And, and I think that uh, we just happen to have two of the best. So um, listeners, hopefully you guys are able to take away some tactics out of this. And you know what? Parts of this was probably uncomfortable for you to hear. And that's actually growth too. Like if you, if you listened to it and it made you uncomfortable, it means you didn't know or you didn't know enough to feel comfortable about it or even to do something. So if anything, you've downloaded the app, this Headspace app, it's free and you start with three minutes, it's gonna feel weird as shit the first time you do it, but it will get better if you continue to, to stick to it. Don't just dip your toe in the water, give it a try for a week. And if it doesn't work for you, switch it up, try something different. All we want to do is give you some different tactics to help get your mind right because it all starts there. So thank you again for tuning into the podcast, Steven. From Wit Digital coming in, dropping his knowledge bombs on mindset again. Tall Paul, I appreciate you, brother. Until next time, we'll see you. Thank you for listening to To The Point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving us a review in the App Store. And don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.